What's up, guys? Welcome to the Hard Work and Dedication Podcast. This is your host, Shad Matthews, owner and operator of Tri-County Drain and Tap Cutters Consulting. Uh, so, guys, I you know I have a lot of content put together. I'm just not sure how I'm you know going to categorize it and organize it to you know to send out to you guys. But you know, my my whole intention here is to help inspire doers to do better. Uh, guys like myself that that have the same intentions and mindset of, of myself here to uh you know get the courage that they need to to chase their own dreams and create their own their own situations uh like i said before i you know i'm not a multi-millionaire with a big platform like you know the gurus andy frisella and gary vaynerchuk uh i'm just some guy out here that's that's doing everyday shit and grinding my ass off to to live life at my own terms and uh you know, I, I, I'm creating my own platform to speak to you guys, and, and I feel that I'm relevant because I've done a lot of shit, uh, but I want to make sure that everybody knows that, you know, I don't want to see all the backlash of, you know, who the fuck is this guy, you know, I'm just some regular guy like the rest of everybody else out here that's, you know, grinding their ass off to become somebody, so uh, I, I threw a little bit of shit together off of a Facebook post that I put out the other day and you can find that at Shad Matthews on Facebook and I I pretty much just had a conversation with uh with a guy and he was like trying to tell me he was telling me you know that if he had the opportunity in the situation that I was in that he would be able to chase his dreams but because you know he has kids or yeah, whatever his living arrangements are a little different you know he has to kind of make do with his situation and uh you know kind of wait on somebody to present him with something better and i i just have a really hard time agreeing with that shit because i've created my situation at all costs you know i've risked everything that i that i fucking have to be in the position that i'm in today and you know i realized at that time during that conversation is is he was you know, explaining to me that our situations are different, which everybody's fucking situation is different. I mean, everybody got their own, their own battles and obstacles to overcome. It's, it's, it's how you perceive it, you know, how you perceive your, your situation. I mean, uh, I'm a free thinker through and through, man. You can't tell me that I, I'm not able to do anything. If I, if I want to do it, I fucking, I do it or I try it at least, you know, and if it all goes bunk, then I go back to where I was before. And, uh, you know, I regather my thoughts, regather you know everything that i need and i i fucking try it again later or i realize hey you know that was a pretty stupid idea and i get past that and go on to the next one so um you know this guy's telling me you know yeah dude i you know i would love to be doing the same thing you're doing i would love to be you know building businesses and and chasing my dreams and working you know being able to spend some time at home and and making a lot more money than what i'm making now you know but right now money's tight and i can't get outside of that you know my situation's a lot different than yours and the entire time that, that this is going through my mind, you know, as his, as he's speaking to me, I'm just thinking like, this is the difference. This is the mindset difference between people like myself and people who make do with the situation that's given to them. They don't create situations. They don't create their own dreams and execute their own goals. They stand in place, content with life. Even though they don't like the situation, they stay content. Because they feel that's all that there is. And there's so much more than that. I mean, you you can create whatever the fuck you want to create. If you can believe it, you can do it. I mean, gurus tell you that all the fucking time. I don't need to tell you that. So, 
as I'm realizing, you know, this is a complete difference in the mindset like myself, I'm a doer. You know, if I want to do it, I fucking do it. If I believe it can be done, I try it. And guys who wait on an opportunity and bitch about all the fucking problems they have in life. So I put a Facebook post up a while ago. And, uh, you know, I'm new to this podcast shit. So if I talk in circles a little bit or take a second to get my point across, you know, just understand it'll get smoother as we go along. But, uh, I put a I put a Facebook post up a few days ago based off of that conversation that I had and, and I just I have a really fucking hard time understanding why people become content or make do with the situation that they're in or given. Uh, you know, and I've always had a, an aspiration to inspire doers to do better just never really thought about how I could put myself on a platform and uh, yeah, I'm pretty proud of the, the obstacles that I've overcome in the position that I've put myself in so I feel relevant to speak on on behalf of some of this shit here so uh, you know, on the Facebook post I'm just going to like go over that and the point that I'm trying to get across here is I pretty much said like you know I, I'm never going to understand why people become content with their life or make do with their situation like they have no control over it you know you do have control over damn near every situation you encounter. I mean, if you don't have physical control over the situation, you have the, the control to perceive it, how it can work in your benefit. You know, so after that conversation where my man was telling me that, you know, his situation's a lot different than mine, which of course it is, but I go do shit. You know, he don't. Uh, you know, I, I realized that people will just live inside the parameters that that life gives to them and guys that are fucking living life on their own terms and super fucking rich and and happier than fuck they just fucking blow straight through the parameters that life gives them and they set up their own new parameters and they they continue continually exceed those parameters and, and you know set goals and execute them You know, everybody has the the ability to dream and the the ability to be a a free thinker. So anything outside of all that, it's just an excuse of why you're not doing something to make you feel better about, you know, why you're living in a situation where you're making seven hundred bucks a week, and you know you have one hundred fifty bucks a month of extra spending money to you know to, to do what you want to do with it. All that shit is just it's, it's all an excuse. You know, fear is controlling, and I understand that it's scary. You know, taking a step outside of what what you're used to 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 chase your own dreams and goals but i mean you'll never fucking know what's out there if you just live inside someone else's parameters so like i was saying you know i posted a a post on facebook and uh i pretty much said you know rather you're 22 or 35 with goals and dreams that are not being fulfilled why aren't you doing anything about it you know if corporate or employee success is your goal and you spend some time as a dedicated employee you know, a labor foreman, superintendent, janitor, assistant, whatever the fuck it was. And your experience level is actually relevant. Instead of waiting on a promotion or a dream opportunity to be handed you, handed to you, I mean, why are you not, you know, doing your homework and applying like, I mean, at the fucking competitors, you know, for the position that you dream of, you know, why are you not designing your own opportunity to make more money or encounter new challenges and experience that you need to propel yourself to the next level? You know, I, I just don't understand 
why people wait for someone to hand them an opportunity instead of creating their own dream opportunity. It's just never made much sense to me. I mean, I, I've, I've worked my way up the employee ladder. I've done all that shit, and I realized that you know, it all fucking sucks. It all sucks, you know, but, but I took the experience that I learned uh, from being an employee, and I always knew that I had more drive than anybody there. You know, as an employee, I don't give a fuck what position you're in. GM, VP, superintendent, general superintendent, project engineer, project manager. Like, your fucking scope of work is designed to stay within in parameters of the scope of work. Like, you are, you know, what you're capable of doing is held back. And some people live in that, and that's fine. If you're happy and you're making enough money to do what you want to do and you're living life on your terms and that's what you want, good for you. Um, I I could never fucking do it, man. Like, the thought of working at one place for fucking 30 years to just retire and having the same fucking job duties and the same job responsibilities over them 30 years, like, made me feel like I was thinking of eternity. Like, scared the living fuck out of me. Just not, it's not possible for me to do uh, you know, everybody wants to be the fucking man, wants to be the foreman, wants to tell someone else what to do. But how many people are willing to like go out on their fucking own and do it? You know, instead of waiting on that opportunity to be there, like you're a pawn, and you know you're you're put in place to play a game, and and that's it. And I understand fucking loyalty to the workplace, and I agree to it to with it to an extent. But I can promise you one goddamn thing is that you can stay as loyal as you want to a business, to a company. There's not going to be a fucking bucket of gold or a reward at the end of the fucking rainbow awaiting you because of your loyalty to the business. What is going to happen is, is someone that was up top, that were chasing their fucking dreams and aspirations, put you in place to help fulfill their dreams. And, and your loyalty done, you know, help their dreams become a reality. And, I, I, you know, I don't agree with that. I have my own fucking dreams and... and my own fucking what I expect of myself that I'm going to go out and get on my own so I mean you're the only one holding back your own progress you know sacrificing your your, uh, happiness and and all that shit that you do on a daily basis you know to go to work every day for a average fucking pay doing shit you don't like with you know, probably half the fucking people that you just think are like, man, this guy's a fucking brown noser. You know, you, you're not getting anywhere. All that sacrificing, you're just helping, you know, one guy or one corporation become rich. And you could be out making a ton of fucking money on your own. You just have to have the balls to fucking do it and the courage to do it and get out of thinking that, you know, this is the card, the hand that you got dealt and this is what you got to deal with for right now. You don't have to deal with shit. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. I mean, in all reality. Listen, if you have goals, fucking chase them, man. What's the worst thing that can happen? It doesn't go as planned. You end up in the same position you were in. So fucking what? I mean, you you, you know, you take that information, you learn from that failure, and you go and execute the next one. I mean, it's, it's how it goes. And, and that's what separates guys who work the same fucking job and, and, and dream versus guys who fucking chase their fucking dreams and execute them. I mean, what's the point of waking up every fucking morning to go to work if you're miserable? I, I mean, I just don't get it. I, I, I never did understand it, you know. I understand you have to go to work and you have to support your family and pay your bills and shit. But, I mean, it comes to a point where 
you know, you, you can't just die sitting in one fucking place, you know, you can't just always dream about what's next, you know, what, what, what's next, what, what's going to be handed to me next, and bust your ass over and over again, you know, I know guys all over the fucking place that, that try to be a foreman, and they'll work at one fucking place for 15 years to get a foreman's position and make four more dollars an hour when 10 years ago, they could have took their experience, went to the competitor, became a foreman, for, and made ten dollars more an hour, and, and and got the fuck out and became a consultant or something. You know, you take your experience and you go on. No, you, you, these corporations, you know, they're not looking out for the benefit of you. You're there looking out for the benefit of them. You're there to provide a service and get a fucking paycheck while they make millions. The only thing stopping you from doing what they're doing is you. It really is. Check it out, man. I watched the movie Lone Survivor for the first time, probably like two and a half, maybe two years ago. At that time, I was extremely fucking miserable at my day job, and uh, I was stressing every day, man, like, what the fuck am I going to do with my life, you know, I'm traveling for work five days a week, Monday through Friday, I'm in a goddamn hotel in a fucking, a state that I can't fucking stand, a city that I can't stand, you know, I'm I'm a sewer worker, so, uh, by trade, so, uh, you know, I'm jumping in and out of sewers in Baltimore City, and I'm just like, dude, this fucking sucks, man, I'm working 15, 16 hours a day, you know, I, I'm making decent money. We're talking, you know, twelve to thirteen hundred bucks a week. You know, I'm making enough to pay my bills, and you know, on the weekends when I would come back home to Pennsylvania, I, I was able to do whatever I wanted to do. You know, if I if I wanted to take a mini vacation, you know, money wasn't the problem. It was finding a time to do so. But I fucking hated, hated living in a fucking hotel Monday through Friday. Like there was nothing worse to me than being away from my friends and family. You know, home eight days a month. I got a a fucking brand new Harley. I you know I get to ride fucking twelve times a summer because I'm working so damn much. And you know the money is cool, but you know I'm looking at guys around home that are making more money than I am, and they're you know they're getting to get off work on a fucking Wednesday in the middle of summer when it's seventy degrees and and cook out with their buddies and throw a couple beers back. And I'm like you know and here I am, you know stuck out here working fifteen sixteen hours a week. But this is all that I know. You know I come home and try to find a job and you know the sewer industry, it, it, you know, it's not big. What I, what I did in the sewer industry is not really big where I'm at. So to come home and work, I don't have the experience to, to make good money in an industrial setting, you know, to be like a coal miner or something. So thinking to myself, like, what the fuck am I going to do, man? Like I can't raise a family. There ain't no sense in buying a fucking house. I mean, I can't even get a fucking steady girlfriend because I travel so damn much. You know, and, and somebody's getting rich as fuck off the work that I'm doing, and I'm the one out here busting my balls. You know, I, I'm the one out here miserable, sweating my dick off in the middle of summer, in and out of sewers, and and the owner of this company sitting on a fucking island somewhere drinking a goddamn margarita. You know, thinking, thanks guys. You know, glad you guys are out there really fucking getting after it today. And I was just like, you know, it's time to make a change. So, you know, I, I watched the movie Lone Survivor. And I, I really like that movie. But afterwards, like, I'm a really deep thinker, like I said. And, you know, I, I like to kind of know everything. I try to anyways. And I went after the movie, and I'm doing some research on Marcus Luttrell. And I, I'm reading more of his story from, you know, what the movie Lone Survivor was built off of. And I was really moved. I come across the part that, that you know, Marcus had said that, uh, you know, when he when he fell off the mountain and was laying there paralyzed couldn't move his legs 
you know, he decided that I, you know, I can't just sit here and fucking die. You know, I, I got to do something, you know. So he went ahead and reached ahead of him and drew a line in, in the dirt with his knife. And he would crawl until he could look back and see his feet past that line. He would draw another line and repeat, you know. And he went, crawled seven miles at just seven feet at a time until he got to where, you know, he was rescued there. And all I could think about was, you know, Marcus cheated death by crawling seven miles at just seven feet at a time. Like, Marcus decided he wasn't going to allow his situation to dictate his future. He could have laid there and died. It probably would have been a hell of a lot easier and damn sure less painful. But because Marcus didn't make do with the situation that he was in, because he wasn't content with the situation he was in, he wasn't willing to just sit there and die. He set goals and executed them. He cheated death because he set goals and executed them. He took control of his fucking situation. And, and even if he didn't make it, he still took control of his situation. You know, if he'd have died, died at mile three and a half and crawling seven feet, a mile, you know, seven feet at a time to get to mile three and a half, didn't matter. He was not, con, you know, content with sitting there and, and dying. And because he decided to fucking to go after it and, and not be willing to just deal with the fucking situation that he was in at time he lives to fight another day that shit fucking moved me for real uh from that point on when shit was tough for me uh when my goals seemed out of reach you know i, I would think back to marcus latrell's story and, and i knew that you know he had overcame something way fucking bigger than what i was dealing with you know and, uh, you know, if he could get through that being paralyzed and crawling seven feet at a time for seven fucking miles to get out of his situation, then, you know, I, I better fucking man the fuck up, dig deep, and, and do what the fuck I got to do to, to cr- create my own situation. Like, right at that time, I was forming my company, Tap Cutters. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of good ideas that I thought were good. And I would, I'd run back to work and tell my work buddies, like, Man, I really think this is a good idea. And I would always hear like, yeah, it probably is a good idea, man. But you don't have the money that the big companies have. You know, you, you, you'll never be able to overcome what they're able to do. You know, you're just a small fish out here. And I was. And, and, you know, at times I would believe that. I would think, you know, you're right. What the fuck am I even wasting my time dreaming like this for? Because who the fuck am I? You know, I'm just some fucking employee out here with a decent position that makes somebody else a lot of fucking money and I'm miserable at doing it so I would reference back to that man like you know I stopped telling everybody my fucking ideas I stopped telling everybody my plans because the negativity that surrounded it was just it was more than the positivity you know and I would get down and think like you're right man like this is it I'm gonna be stuck living in fucking a hotel in Baltimore for the next 30 years of my fucking life to retire and make enough money on retirement to go home and fucking live. And at this time, I'm, you know, I'll be old as fuck and not be able to enjoy my life to, you know, what I want what I want it to be. But, you know, when I stopped listening to everybody else and I just focused on creating goals and executing them, and even if I only moved seven feet at a time to execute my goals... I just kept fucking pushing forward, and I I, I always ref I always reference back to the Lone Survivor movie and Marcus Luttrell, and I thought like there's no way that if I don't continue to push forward, I cannot fucking get nowhere. Like there's no fucking way. So I did that, man. I, I continue to push forward. So 
you know, I, I left that job uh, as a as a tap cutter, and I created Tap Cutters Consulting. And what I do now is I travel and I consult with CIPP companies, which stands for Cure in Place Pipe. It's a sewer construction company that restructures existing sewer lines and storm drains from manhole to manhole by putting a you know, fiberglass or glass reinforced liner from manhole to manhole and it restructures the pipe and stops some problems that we deal with such as uh, inflow and infiltration. So when I was building tab cutters, you know, I started off with a website and I'm thinking, you know, I don't have the money to fucking, you know, to go promote myself. I don't even fucking know who I'd promote myself to. But I, you know, I didn't allow that to stop me. You know, I jump on LinkedIn and I'm, I'm creating content and publishing content on LinkedIn and I'm, you know, I'm following guys that are vice president of, you know, such and such company that's, you know, a CIPP contractor. And, you know, I'm just throwing videos out there of when I was a tap cutter. I'll explain what a tap cutter is. Uh, A position as a tap cutter in a CIPP industry, which again is cure in place pipe, is, uh, you know, you're an operator of a specialized sewer robot and that robot has a camera on it. So before a liner will go in from manhole to manhole to restructure the existing sewer line, you know, I would go through with my camera, drive down the sewer line, and I would I would do an assessment and make sure there was, you know, nothing that it was going to obstruct our liner. There was no debris in the pipe that was would cause any obstructions or anything to make our liner fail. And then the second part of my job would be after we'd put a liner in, I would go through and reinstate where the house connections tied into the sewer main. Um, if you're you're not familiar with any kind of plumbing or anything like that, you know, you're going to have a hard time understanding that. But that's what I did. So I, you know, I dealt with this specialized robot, and that was my baby. I was I was paid daily to, you know, keep this thing up to up and running to what it was uh, designed to run like, and do my job as pre-assessment, post-assessment and uh reinstate laterals and on the post assessment my video was what you know got the company paid and uh as a tab cutter in the cipp industry uh, it's it's the two ic you know second in command uh you're too busy to be a foreman in most cases because you have a lot of shit going on and a lot of responsibility to take care of but you kind of run like your own crew uh but you set the production for what your crew does on a daily basis. You know, the better you are, the more feet they can put in the ground, the more money the company makes per day. I was a really good tap cutter. You know, I, I, I've been told I was, you know, the best in the country. I, I'm not going to take that to the bank or write home about it. But I was good enough to go off and start my own consulting business. And now people pay me, you know, a, a daily rate that exceeds what my weekly rate was as an employee you know, to come per day and, and work with other tab cutters. So, uh, you know, in, in the midst of forming this, I, I start a fucking website and I'm putting all my attention towards how to stop downtime. Because obviously when you have downtime, the company's not making money. And as an employee, this is going to be another episode, but as an employee for a corporation or for a company, your sole purpose out there is to make them money, not make yourself money. It's to make them money. In return for making them money, you get a weekly paycheck. So, uh, I, I, you know, I'm putting all my focus into creating a system to document 
actions of these robots to cut down and eliminate unnecessary downtime, which causes the company to lose money and not make money. So, I, you know, I show this I show this website that I built, which I built myself uh, on Webly, you know, just a drag and drop in place website, you know, kind of chintzy, but I was proud of it because, you know, I'm taking the steps to do what the fuck I want to do and live life on my own terms. So I, show, I start showing this website to people and everybody's like, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, you know, but other people can do that too. You know, the guys that are selling these robots, the, you know, the, the sales companies could just put that together and it'd be a lot better because they have repair technicians on hand, you know? So I'm thinking like, well, yeah, I know that, but they don't have the live experience that, that I have, you know, they know how this thing works, how this robot works when it comes out of the box, but they don't understand our day-to-day operation that might break them. You know, they know how to fix what is broke, but they don't, in my eyes, they don't know how to, how to recreate the situation that might have broke the robot or caused the downtime. I mean, we're talking these robots cost $175,000 and, you know, some places are spending an average of $40,000 a month to keep them fucking running. So I, uh, you know, I pushed forward and I said, well, you know, I'm rent to hire, you know, uh, you can rent me as a tap cutter and I'll get more done than your guys. So if you have a big, you know, really big contract coming up, like that's how I was trying to sell myself is, I guarantee that I cut taps faster. I'm a lateral reinstatement guy faster than the guy that you have in place. I can help you make more money. Uh, or I can help you close a contract up faster if it's, you know, coming down to the brass. And it took two fucking years, man, before I made a single dime, you know. I, but I never I never gave up on that. And that's the point I'm getting at is, is that's where I seen, like, I really liked operating the robot. I just didn't like operating the robot for someone else full time. I didn't like someone telling me, hey, you got to be at work at 6 a.m. on Monday. And, you know, Friday, you know, you'll probably get off at 1030 or 11 o'clock at night to drive three hours home to wake up at fucking noon on Saturday to have to get back up on Sunday to fucking drive back to Baltimore to be at work on Monday. Like that shit drove me fucking nuts. So, you know, two years I went on, uh, you know, I, I make changes to the fucking to the website and i would ask guys that i knew in the industry that were operating these robots like hey man if you have any fucking problems with your robots will you use my website just to just you know to track your shit i'll i'll give you the receipt of you know the work order that you're putting in but like i really need this to build some documentation up of what i'm capable of 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 tracking here and you know i do everything manually i would take all the information that my buddies would put into the website and i would break it down and put it into an Excel spreadsheet, and then I would send it back to like the operations manager or the tap cutter himself, the operator, and they'll allow them to present it to their company. That went on for like two years. So, uh, I had went and worked for another company, and you know I wanted to be. It's a company that I was really miserable at. I wanted so badly to be a repair tech. Like that would have made me happy. I would have stuck around. I wanted to be the guy that went in and just worked on these fucking robots. But I was so good in the field that they wouldn't allow me to come into the shop and be a repair guy. Like, I really loved the mechanics of these robots and fixing them and diagnosing the issue and, and, and you know, curing problems or, you know, issues that were con- reoccurring. I, I really loved that shit. But because I was best benefit to them being in the field, they wouldn't allow me to come out of the field. So I left and went to another place and I went as the repair technician 
Uh, but they only had one robot, and we got it up and running pretty quick, and it didn't really have many issues because they weren't they weren't using that robot to uh, be as productive as what they could be with it. So it didn't get much much use. So they promoted me to like some bullshit position as field engineer, and I didn't do nothing. I hated that fucking job because I'd go around and knock on doors and let them know, like, hey, tomorrow we're going to be doing sewer work on this street. Please don't use your water. But I made a pretty good salary. You know, I was making, like, 96000 a year on salary plus, you know, seven fifty a month to drive a truck, my own personal truck there, and a fuel cart. So I was paying the bills. So in the meantime, I'm thinking, like, well, okay, tap cutters isn't fucking cutting it. You know, it's not, it's not doing what I wanted to do right now. So I thought, what can I do next to get out of this fucking situation? So I, I started Tri-County Drain, and I bought some drain cleaning equipment. I mean, this is what I've done for the last eight years. I know sewer. I know a little bit about plumbing. I'm going to fucking just promote this shit on the weekend at home. Surely there's enough sewer issues that someone's going to pay me to come out and clean our sewage. Well, it started taking off. You know, I'm coming home and I'm making a thousand bucks a weekend on Saturday and Sunday. You know, I'm working seven days a week now, five days out of town, Saturday and Sunday. I'm fucking working for myself, but you know, I'm doing like, you know, $2,500, $3,000 a week now. Well, the company I'm working for decides it's going to do a business restructure because it's losing money. And because I had a bullshit position that paid a high salary, I was cut. You know, they gave me the opportunity to stay and be a operator but that's not where I was happy at. So I declined the offer and I said, well, fuck, I'm going to make this shit happen, man. So I came home and I started working with Tri-County Drain. As I'm pushing towards my goals, I'm never forgetting about tab cutters. You know, I'm, I'm steady referring back to Marcus Luttrell and, and, you know, seven miles, seven feet at a time. You know, I'm just work, slowly working towards my goals. Start promoting more content for tap cutters. I'm promoting content for Tri-County Drain. Tri-County Drain's taking off, you know. It's it's October. I'm laid off in September. You know, we've done $53,000 worth of revenue. You know, it's now it's November. We're doing $78,000 worth of revenue. Like, this is what I made in a year. I did in three fucking months on my own. You know, I'm home every day. I'm hanging out with my dogs. I'm getting to see my girlfriend every day. I'm eating home-cooked meals. I'm not at fucking McDonald's and Wendy's, like... I'm getting to see my buddies whenever the fuck I want to. Boom. Tab cutter starts taking off. The company that I specialize in, I had my vast majority of experience working on the robots with, opens up the market to, to independent sales reps and contractors or consultants. And because of the fucking content that I was promoting, somebody knew about me. So a guy calls me, starts feeding me work. You know, I went from making $96,000 a year, you know, 12, 1300 bucks a week salary plus, you know, my other shit. But, um, you know, now I'm making 1500 bucks a day. You know, every day I go to work, it's 1500 bucks. No overhead with tap cutters. I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm to the point now to where it's not fully taken off, but I've built the fucking platform for it to go as far as I want to allow it to go, which is all the fucking way, you know. Find something you're good at and drive it all the way to fuck home, man. Don't let anybody set your parameters. Uh, you know, this podcast has went a lot longer and I went in depth too far of, than what I wanted to because I wanted to save some of that information for another podcast. So let me get right to the fucking point of the reason I even put this out there today. If you're a fucking doer, 
and, and you feel that you're living inside of someone else's parameters and you have dreams and aspirations, I, you know, you don't have to run off and start your own fucking business. That's not all, all that I'm promoting. Uh, if you're trying to work your way up the employee ladder or corporate ladder, don't sit around and wait for somebody to hand you the fucking opportunity. Like I said earlier, man, there is no fucking bucket of gold waiting for you at the end of the fucking rainbow because of your loyalty to a business. I mean, all you did was sacrifice your whole fucking life to make someone else's dreams come true. You already know that. You know, if it's not working out here, if you're having to live inside someone else's parameters, don't be afraid to go back to, you know, back to your resume, update your fucking resume, go to your competitor and and confidently chase the position that you're after. If it don't fucking work out there, go to the next, you know, the next competitor. Experience is like cash, man. Like your experience can take you anywhere. But as long as you're living inside the parameters that someone else has set for you, you will always always live to benefit them and not yourself. You might live a decent life. You might live a good life. You will never, ever, ever have the opportunity to chase your dreams and fulfill your own dreams and live life on your fucking terms by living inside someone else's parameters. And that's all I got to say today, guys. If you like the podcast, this is the first one we put out. There's going to be a lot more. We're going to do this every week. Please subscribe to it and share it. Uh, you know, I don't give a fuck what people think about me doing this or what people have to say about me. I have a lot of good content that I'm going to put out there. Uh, I'm going to be meeting up with a lot of guys that can give a lot of information for starting up small businesses. Uh, a lot of key insight on how I started You know, two successful small businesses with little to no capital. You know, I'm I'm not a fucking multimillionaire. I'm not you, you know, I'm not going to give you the 12 steps to become a millionaire. Uh you know, I'm getting on here to refer back when I'm having a bad day, I can listen to myself talk and and motivate myself to keep pushing forward is you know, one of the main reasons I'm doing this. And uh you know, like I said, like I was saying, uh you know, I'm not a millionaire that's going to give you the steps to a millionaire. I'm a, I'm a regular guy that's trying to you know, build a fucking life and live life on my own fucking terms. And I'm, I'm just going to share my experience and the obstacles that I'm overcome on a day-to-day basis of how I'm fucking doing it. And, you know, if you're doing it fucking too, congratulations, man. Live life on your own fucking terms. See you guys later.